Welcome back to another episode of How to Pretend to Like Sports. I'm your host, Monica Woodhams, and this is the week of January 24th, which means that we are fully in college basketball season. Said that with a serious Midwest accent. We are at the tail end of the NFL with the Super Bowl only like two or three weeks away. I think it's the weekend leading up to Valentine's Day, February 12th. You can fact check me. Before I get on my usual tangent, here is what we're covering today. Netflix is really writing out this sports docuseries thing, so we'll dive into that, including the golf show that's coming up and Breakpoint, which is their tennis one that just came out. Of course, we have to talk about the NFL because the conference championships are coming up this weekend. We'll go over the divisional round results, including my predictions and how accurate they were, which, spoiler alert, they were pretty accurate. Talk about Joe Burrow. If you're on TikTok, you've been hearing about Joe Burrow. And then we'll go into the conference championships. I'll give my predictions for that. Might as well at that point give my predictions for the Super Bowl. A little college basketball. And then, like always, we'll wrap it up with the men's basketball AP Top 25 rankings. All right, let's start with college basketball because that is a fresh on-my-mind topic. I'm going to the TCU-Oklahoma game tonight in Fort Worth. It is like freezing outside and and could borderline snow. I really hope it doesn't. If it snows, then I'm out. Sorry, Michelle, my friend who I'm going with. If it snows, we're not going to Fort Worth. But excited about that. At halftime, they're doing a special presentation for the football team. So that'll be really cool, fun game to go to. And hopefully they beat OU. And speaking of beating teams in the Big 12, over the weekend, TCU played KU at Allen Fieldhouse. If you're not familiar with Allen Fieldhouse, obviously it's where KU plays basketball, but it is also one of the most incredible basketball arenas, stadiums, whatever, to go see a college basketball game. The energy is absolutely insane. If it's a bucket list experience. I guarantee you, even if you kind of like basketball, it would be a priceless experience. It's really cool. It's small and intimate, and hopefully you're there with KU people because otherwise it's not going to be that fun. But when I went, I did go to the TCU-KU game, obviously, with KU friends, and I was probably one of four people in purple. And it was fine. I loved it. I had a great time. That being said, KU has an extremely high winning rate at home. Obviously, KU is a historical program. They are always doing very well in basketball. If they're not in the top two, they're in the top five. They have a very strong program. That, of course, means they almost always win at home. For an upset that happened over the weekend to happen at home is a very big deal, and I really wish I was at that game. But backstory... KU was ranked number two, and TCU was up the whole game. Where TCU always gets in trouble, and where you could argue every basketball team gets in trouble, is the second that your best players are fouling out, then it's very hard to win the game, obviously. And I think these players just get really excited, and then they get into foul trouble, and then the best players have to sit out, and it's kind of downhill from there. But this past game, TCU had really great composure, which is how I honestly think that they pulled it off. Plus, they came off a loss to West Virginia, which wasn't great. They let that go and managed to pull off this win against KU. In between watching basketball games, I 
was going through Netflix, and I knew Drive to Survive was having two other shows come out, one for golf and then one for tennis, but I didn't really know when those were coming out or anything like that. And I saw that Breakpoint, the tennis one, is out now. So I started that. I'm honestly still only like half an episode in, which clearly it's captivated me. But I don't really watch that much TV. My friend the other day was actually making fun of me for having DirecTV Stream, Hulu Plus, Peacock, all the things for someone who literally does not watch TV. She stayed with me for like three days when she was getting work done in her house and She was quite amazed at how my default at the end of the day is not to just sit in front of the TV, which may be a good thing, may be a bad thing. Probably depends on the person. Anyway, the Netflix documentary Breakpoint is now out. And again, it is by the producers of Dry to Survive. And supposedly, there is this thing called the Netflix curse. And the reason for this is the first episode of Breakpoint follows around these players and they're going to the Australian Open and it shows the behind the scenes similar to Drive to Survive with the F1 drivers. Now this year those up-and-coming players that were featured in the Netflix documentary are apparently not doing great in the Australian Open so there's a lot of internet talk about how there may be a Netflix curse. I don't know who you would say is cursed when it comes to Drive to Survive they feature probably the most heavily Christian Horner from Red Bull and Red Bull clearly we see is doing great but maybe this is a specific tennis thing we'll see when it comes to golf the golf one is called full swing and it is coming out February 15th and while breakpoint was kind of more focused on up-and-coming players I think I'm not very familiar with the tennis world but let's just say it's not like featuring at all Full Swing is going to have the names you know, like Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas, Tony Finau, Dustin Johnson. All those guys supposedly are going to get featured. So it'll be a little different in that sense. Now let's move on to the NFL. If you're on the TikTok, which you probably are, especially if you're under the age of 25, but if you are 33, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. I think it's like 50-50 of my friends who actually have TikTok and those who don't. And unfortunately, I am in the pro TikTok category where I'm fully in it. But if you are another 30-something who is fully in the TikTok world as well, you have probably been seeing videos about Joe Burrow. So who is Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow is the quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals. He played for LSU. He won the national championship with LSU before he had transferred from Ohio State. And he had kind of been one of those underrated players at first, and now he's killing it in the NFL. That is not why the TikTok has been talking all about him. The TikTok has been talking about him because of him being this new NFL sex symbol, which is great. And if he weren't like 10 years younger than me, I would probably participate in the conversation. Maybe he's, let's see. Okay, he's probably like seven years younger. Maybe that's more acceptable. I don't know. Tangent. Where I hate to see this go is that it went from funny TikToks about him, whatever, his game day outfits, just his different like looks. But then of course, where that goes is people being like, does he have a girlfriend? Does he have a girlfriend? Turns out he has a girlfriend. So now what are we going to do? Now we're going to talk about no way he is loyal to her. For sure he cheats on her and blah, 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 and what are all the dirty details we can find? And I just, that bums me out so much. You 
you take someone who I think represents the franchise well. I think he's doing a good job as kind of like that face of the franchise. And then all of a sudden, because you have a crush on him, all of a sudden we have to talk about how, because you're not his girlfriend, surely he's just cheating on everyone. And it just kind of bums me out. Let's go into what happened over the weekend in the NFL. As I mentioned before, last weekend, we had the divisional rounds in the NFL, and I made some predictions. So what are those predictions? I said that the Chiefs would beat the Jaguars, check. That the Eagles would beat the Giants, check. Now, this one, if you remember, I really hesitated on, and it was the Bengals versus Bills. But I stayed true to my gut. And I said it was going to be the Bengals, and I got that right. Check. And finally, Cowboys versus the 49ers. Now, this was a very close game. I got it right. I predicted the 49ers, and the 49ers won. Check. Now, about the Cowboys 49ers game, I had mentioned last week how the Dallas kicker really, really struggled last weekend, and he missed an extra point this past game. There are a few jobs that have that level of in-the-moment pressure where you're in front of that many people. You literally have one job, one job. You just have to kick it from a distance that you've practiced a million times. But it's so mental. You're, it's like golf. In theory, you could say they practice the same exact thing every single day. This is all they do. It's their full-time job. It should be fine. But there's such that mental component to it that makes it so hard. You know that while all these fans are so pissed and you have all these drunk old men saying they could do better than that. Oh, and um, you have Greg Abbott saying that he could do better than that. And mind you, he has been in a wheelchair since he was 26 when a tree fell on him. Hold up. We have to address this. I processed this when my friend sent the tweet to me. And then I kind of was like, we just need to pretend like we never saw that. He said, I swear, I can cook. Cook. He probably can't cook either. Let's be real. I swear, I can kick as good as the Dallas Cowboys kicker. I find this tweet to be incredibly inappropriate coming from the governor although he is the most asshole of a governor that we could possibly find and now welcome to how to pretend like sports and kind of like politics i don't care i don't care where you stand on greg abbott that's a personal choice but i do think after that tweet he shouldn't be allowed to go to a dallas cowboys game ever again This is a huge game for a team that is within your state, and all you can do is think of some sassy remark. I mean, dude, this kid is like, what, 24, 25, early 20s, and you're a bunch of old men saying that you can kick better than him? No, no, sirs, you cannot. So go calm down. I didn't know that that's where uh, today's tangent was going to go, but that's where it went, and... Now we got to circle back. To recap, all my predictions for the divisional round were accurate. There was no prize for getting it right. I didn't bet money on this. I know better than that. And I already lost in my fantasy football league. But it feels good. And I'm going to take that with me. So with that, let's talk about the conference championships coming up. Two games coming up because we have, you guessed it, 
two conferences. We have the AFC and the NFC. We have the 49ers against the Eagles, and we have the Bengals against the Chiefs. So now this is where I have to make my predictions, right? I'm going to say that the Eagles beat the 49ers. I feel good about that. And then I am going to say that the Chiefs are going to beat the Bengals. And that means we would get an Eagles-Chiefs Super Bowl. Or in other words, first Kelsey brother Super Bowl. Travis Kelsey on the Chiefs, Jason Kelsey on the Eagles. I think a lot of people would be here for a Eagles-Chiefs Super Bowl. That'd be a fun one. I think I would have a hard time predicting who would win that. But y'all are going to make me predict anyway, right? And wait. I take that back. I got four out of four last weekend. I'm going to keep going. Now, don't make this your new betting podcast by any means because I'm literally going off gut feeling. But this is making me wonder why I haven't done this before on the podcast. I do have a few other games that I think are worth noting, though. On Wednesday, we have number 13, Xavier, versus 19, Connecticut. On Saturday, we have number 10, Texas, against number 4, Tennessee. And on Saturday, we're going to have number 9, Kansas, against Kentucky. And Kansas-Kentucky, that's a rivalry game. That is always a fun one to watch. Highly recommend that one. Oh, and then finally, we have... On Monday, Baylor 17 against Texas 10. Oh, that is a tough one for me to decide who I would rather win. I think I would need to pro-con list that one. Anyway, here's the top 10 in basketball. Oh, and I didn't mention, we had another upset. I was so caught up in the TCU-KU upset. We have another one. Houston, who has been ranked number one basically all season, lost to Temple unranked. And that was a major, major upset. I think it was even a home game as well for... Houston. You might want to fact check that one though. All right, and here's our top 10. Actually, we're going to do top 11 because you know I like to squeeze in TCU wherever I can. Number 11, TCU. 10, Texas. 9, Kansas. 8, UCLA. 7, Virginia. 6, Arizona. 5, K-State. 4, Tennessee. 3, Houston. 2, Alabama. And number 1 is Purdue. Isn't Purdue's mascot like the Boilers or something that doesn't make sense? We should do a podcast episode on all the weird mascots that don't make sense. I'm actually looking this up as I go. Boilermakers. What is a Boilermaker? Boilermaker is a tradesperson who fabricates steel, iron, or copper into boilers. Okay, that makes sense because that is where all the stuff happened back in the day and I guess probably still does. I mean, it probably makes just as much sense as a horned frog does at the end of the day. Anyway, that is what I have for you. And if you haven't yet, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, Spotify, Apple, wherever you're listening, Amazon, YouTube, all the things, Instagram at Monica Woodhams and on TikTok, how to pretend to like sports. Talk to y'all next week.